Hello, dear friends, and welcome to the recording of the Plant Ally for the month of July. I hope that you are having a beautiful and joyful entrance into Leo season, which we just passed through yesterday on the 22nd of July. So, yes, the sun is bright, it is hot. The cicadas are out here in North Carolina, and we've been getting tons of kind of sporadic thunderstorms um, sprinkled throughout the weeks, and it's just this convergence of so much heat with a cooler air pressure, and it's been pretty miraculous to watch them almost seem to come out of nowhere. So that's a little bit about <laughs> where I'm at and um, what's been happening around me locally in July. And I'm excited to talk about the plant ally for this month because a few different plants were popping up all throughout the month of July. and. I think the one that I settled on, which we'll talk about more specifically in just a moment, has been the one that's just been an undercurrent for the whole month from the start of it till now. And it's a plant that I've had an interesting relationship with in my own life and my own kind of personal use with plants. Um, and it's one that's really flourishing in the gardens right now and really holding itself up against the heat. So there are some friends in the garden that are just, they're, they're not having it. <laughs> they're definitely past their prime, but peppermint is thriving. And that is the plant that I wanted to bring to your attention this month. And so, as always, I'm just going to do a little background on peppermint and talk briefly about its physiological medicine and some historical references to it, and then end with the flower essence. So I'm just going to jump into it all. Um, peppermint. Yeah, this plant is wonderful to have in the garden, and it will definitely take over if you let it. But I just find that it's a plant that, without fail, I turn to either for culinary purposes, so in recipes for food, or for medicinal purposes in the garden. And I think it's really easy to grow. I think it's really a, such an abundant and generous plant and a, one that most people are going to be really comfortable and familiar with. So a lot of people, especially maybe people in your family or friend group that aren't familiar with herbalism, they might not be as interested in trying something that they've never heard of before. But if you give them something they have, like peppermint, then the chances of you introducing them to more and more plants and guiding them through um, into deeper areas of plant medicine will be much greater. So this is a great starting point. And it's also a plant that I find is really nice for all ages. So I don't necessarily think of peppermint for 
babies. Um, I might think more of something like fennel or catnip, but I do think of peppermint for toddlers and all the ages up. So anyone from toddler to elderly, older person. So it's really got a vast spectrum of people that can work with this plant. You know, some plants are just simply too strong for children or too strong for older people. Um, and I think peppermint is just one of those plants that, although it is quite strong and it might turn some people off, it really can be worked with in such a myriad amount of ways and with such a myriad amount of people. So it's, again, a really nice plant to get to know, a really nice plant to introduce your friends and family to, and a really nice plant to introduce into your garden. And I think something that is maybe starting to coalesce and come through in my description of peppermint to you right now is just how wonderful it is at bringing people together. And I think peppermint as a plant spirit is very communicative and very social and very community oriented. It really does have a way of, I don't know, I guess lassoing people together and introducing people to one another and um, connecting. And, and when I say people, I guess I'm, thinking about it, that in many ways, so not just humans, but um, birds and bees and insects and dragonflies and different plants as well. So peppermint has this really lovely ability to kind of bridge um, relationships. So think about that in terms of some of its medicine. You know, if you're having a backyard hangout, obviously that's difficult to do right now, but maybe you are seeing family and um, you feel safe hanging out in an open space with your family with good distancing and good protocols in place for staying healthy and safe. Um, you know, there's tons of ways in which you can introduce mint into the mix and really, I think, let people loosen up and converse and connect even more. Um, in the South and, you know, in other places too, but in the Southeast, there's a really infamous drink called the mint julep. And that is kind of this quintessential backyard cocktail party um, drink to have. And of course, one of the main ingredients is peppermint muddled peppermint. They're quite delicious. So um, think about peppermint as this social creature. And let's just jump into a little bit about its kind of uh, medicinal, the kind of popular medicinal uses, I guess. So peppermint is in the mint family. Um, maybe that's obvious. Maybe that's not. Um, I don't mean to laugh about it. I just, I don't know why I laughed. I guess I just thought it was funny because this whole family is named after um, not just peppermint, but it's in the name, peppermint, the family. So I was just having a chuckle to myself. Don't mind me. 
Um, so peppermint is in the Lamiaceae, which is the mint family. Its botanical name is Mentha piperita. Some other common or folk names that you might hear peppermint refer to are brandy mint and lament. Um, you might also just hear it called straight up mint. And that can be a little confusing because it might be that people are talking about spearmint or um, I don't know, there are so many different kinds of wild mints as well. Um, so just know that for the purposes of this particular recording, I'm specifically talking about peppermint, which is mentha piperita. And I know that there's kind of I say this almost every recording, but I think something I've noticed lately, especially on social media, is this kind of backlash against botanical names. And I totally understand and respect that. Um, but in my own personal experience with the botanical names, they've been able, they've been tools for me to connect with other languages and with other cultures because we can share something um, in common and usually the botanical name is that tool and it's that's what we share. So I do have a special place in my heart for botanical names um, and I really do appreciate them. I think they add depth to our understanding of the plant and our understanding of each other and other cultures, medicine, um, and how we can share together. And I also deeply love and revere the common or folk names and the names that we have yet to give to plants. You know, um, even in the botanical name category, we're constantly changing names and moving things around from family to family. And it can be frustrating to keep up with, but I just think it goes to show that when we name things, we also leave ourselves open to the possibility of that changing. So I think that's pretty beautiful. And I just wanted to make that as an aside. Um, so mentha piperita. This plant is going to be on the spectrum of cooling to warming, and it's going to have a dry climate to it. So you want to think about this for um, less in people that already tend to feel pretty dry. So if you're someone that's just constantly like, oh, my skin's really dry, or I'm always thirsty, peppermint is kind of interesting um, because it actually helps you to salivate. However, if you're feeling kind of just like chronically dry internally and externally, you might want to think about at least pairing it with something that has a demulcent quality to it. So one that really pops to mind as a good pair for peppermint is marshmallow root. Um, it's very aromatic. If any of you have ever smelled or tasted peppermint, which I'm sure most of you have, then you will be able to tell right away what I mean when I say it's aromatic. It's extremely specific, um, the way that it smells and tastes. And it's got this really beautiful pungency to it. So that's another part of the taste. So part of the aromatics is this like really minty, <laughs> mentholy scent that you get. And then there's this pungency that you can both taste and smell quite immediately. And both of that, 
both of those rather qualities, the pungency and the aromatics can be really enticing and really delicious for people. And they can also be just as much as a turnoff. And on a personal note, I'll just say that up until relatively recently, um, I was not able to really drink or work with peppermint for my body type. It was just too strong. And it would actually make my stomach kind of get into knots a little bit. Um, and I think that part of this plants medicine is so much about letting go and release. And for somebody who, and maybe this is you as well, but for somebody who's not ready to let go, it can be too strong. And for people that hold tension in their bellies, which is a place that I hold tension, um, this plant can, can be just too much of a push, too intense, too strong. And so you might want to think of working with something like catnip. Or spearmint is a really great alternative, and both of those have been really helpful. And in taking those plants, I've been able to work up to taking something like peppermint. Um, and also just my my personal spirit and constitution and energy, I finally recently was able to open up to peppermint on a totally different level, and now I'm just obsessed with it. Um, and I drink it almost... At, if not every day, then multiple times a week in the summer. So I just want to note that because this is a very, although popular plant, it can turn people off and just trust that. Listen to that. You don't have to just douse somebody in peppermint. Um, there's probably a reason why they are not open to it. And it's not that you have to force them into opening up to it. It might just be about giving them the space to get open to a plant like that. And that might not happen ever, or it might happen in 10 years. So um, let, let the person, whether that's you or your friend or your client, be the guide in that for sure. Um, the taste of peppermint is also diffusive. So that means that it helps to kind of just like, it's almost like that <sighs> sort of feeling, but as a flavor, <laughs> if that makes sense. So the parts of the peppermint plant that you would harvest to make medicine with or to cook with are the aerial parts. Mostly the leaves are going to be the strongest. However, I love working with the flowers and the stem, and I think that working with the whole plant is just totally fantastic. Peppermint is analgesic, so it that means that it's um, it helps with pain, helps to kill pain, uh, relieve pain. Um, it's antibacterial. Uh, anti-emetic, so really, really helpful for nausea. And I do want to say on that note that because just going back to that idea of how intense and strong peppermint is, because of that, it might make someone feel more nauseous, and you'll know right away. Um, so this is a great one to use during, you know, morning sickness, for instance. However, if that person just feels more nauseous after taking it, then you you will immediately know that's not the plan for them, and you can try a different plan. Um, 
anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, anti-parasitic, antiseptic, antispasmodic, antiviral. There's a lot of stuff that it's combating. Um, it's obviously aromatic, that is an action and a function of peppermint. Um, carminative, which means that it helps with digestion. It's a diaphoretic, which means that it helps to open the pores so that you can sweat more easily and therefore, thereby take the body temperature down. So a really amazing ally in the summertime for people that have a hard time keeping cool. Um, also a great plant to have on hand in cold and flu season. Um, it's a diuretic, anemenagogue, expectorant, immune modulating. It's a nervine. It's a stimulant, but it's also a relaxant. Um, it's a tonic for the digestive system and the stomach and a vasodilator. So that means it helps to open the blood vessels. And something that I find peppermint to be really good for is for headaches. However, it's similar to the nausea factor where if you will know right away if peppermint is not the right plant for that person's headache. So this is going to be a plant for people that have um, headaches because they're constricted, they're tight. And if that person is having a headache because they are too lax, too open, then it's going to make that headache even worse. So just experiment and know that if it it's not the right plant, you'll know pretty immediately. I love making infused honeys with peppermint, electuaries. I love tincturing peppermint, especially the flowers. It makes an amazing oxymel or infused vinegar. Obviously, it's amazing as an infusion or a tisane. You can work with it as a liniment or a poultice for those cooling, pain-killing, um, anti-inflammatory properties that it has. Hydrosol, it's so refreshing, especially in the summer, but really any time, and it actually does help to balance our sebum production in our skin, so a really nice addition to um, beauty regimen. And of course, it's amazing and such a wide array of culinary recipes. Everything that I've ever made with mint, from a smoothie to putting mint inside of a lamb burger has just been absolutely fantastic. Um, let's see here. I guess I just wanted to kind of really quickly go through um, a little bit deeper what I like to work with peppermint for as a medicine, and then I'll talk about the flower essence. So um, I do want to note that on the culinary aspect of things, and also the oxymels, tisane, tincture as well, um, peppermint is super high in a lot of different vitamins and minerals that are just so important for the body. So magnesium, phosphorus, riboflavin, thiamine, vitamin A, vitamin C, calcium, iron, niacin, potassium, protein, sodium, and selenium are all really offered in high amounts in peppermint. So it's a really wonderful nutritive plant, and that's one of the ways that I like to work with it. Um, it just makes an amazing addition to any kind of tonic, and I really like to add it into 
any kinds of infused vinegars just because it gives its really beautiful aromatic constituents to the vinegar. Um, but I also like to put it into blends that I'm making for people who need a little iron boost. So even though um, it doesn't necessarily get spoken about as an iron-rich plant, it does contain high amounts of iron, but it also has vitamin C, and vitamin C helps the body to absorb iron even more. So it's just a perfect plant to add into something like a nettle, dandelion, yellow dock root tonic, and it will also give like a little bit of flavor, and those are all kind of dense plants, so it'll bring a little bit of lightness into it as well. Um, I love working with peppermint to just move through stagnation, um, any stuck places in the body, especially if it's manifesting in the liver or the belly. Um, this is one of the number one plants for people that get trapped air when they eat prior to or after eating. Um, and it just is, can be so painful to have that. It feels like your stomach's just in knots. And so peppermint is, even smelling the essential oil is just fantastic. So I love working with peppermint for settling the stomach. Um, maybe it's, again, because there's nausea. Maybe there's muscle spasms. Maybe there's trapped air. So it'll help to expel the gas. Um, but it's just such a wonderful, wonderful plant for that region of the body, the whole kind of like abdomen. So again, liver as well as stomach and the intestines. Um, let's see, what else do I like to call on peppermint for? I guess the last thing I'll say is that I really, my main ways of using peppermint other than for the stomach and the liver. And it's just a general sense of stagnancy in the person's energy or spirit. And I also find that it's really, really, really helpful for bringing a sense of playfulness in for the person. So if this person is kind of like an Eeyore, <laughs> um, peppermint just brings this kind of childlike nature back into the spirit. And so this is great for adults who have just completely lost touch with what it means to be a child um, or to have relationship to children, um, whether it's their own inner child or children that they live around or work with or whatever. Um, it's really so beautiful at bringing that childlike curiosity and innocence into, into the world again. Um, I guess what I will do is talk about the flower essence. So I don't make a flower essence. I pretty much just work with the flower tincture. And what I'll do when I want to get these more energetic spirit aspects of the peppermint medicine is I'll just do a few drops of a peppermint flower tincture at a time or into a formula. So I'm going to read from two different... Um, peppermint flower descriptions. The first is from Herb Dew Apothecary, and I will include um, the links to these um, flower essence descriptions. Sorry, that <laughs> flew out of my brain. 
in the show notes so that you can read them yourself and also if you want to purchase some. So this is the description from Herb Dew Apothecary, and it says that peppermint flower essence is for those who love to, um, or sorry, it it loves to help those who have issues around metabolism and digestion and mental lethargy, those who have an imbalance in eating and consciousness craving food for stimulation, and feeling sluggish and mentally incapacitated afterwards. Peppermint brings alert clarity and mental vibrancy and great healing and balancing energy for the mind and digestion. Peppermint's positive qualities are mindful and wakeful clarity, warm metabolism balanced with a cool head. And you can... Think about peppermint for these patterns of imbalance. When someone is dull or sluggish, especially with mental lethargy, underactive metabolism, which then depletes the mental forces. And the next description I will read is from Saskia's Flower Essences. It's very similar. So peppermint flower essence is clear and focused. It helps with mental sluggishness. Peppermint flower essence brings things into sharp focus so that we can see them clearly. It is good for when we are tired and having trouble concentrating. Peppermint flower essence, some questions to ask. Are you often tired and confused? Do you find learning new things difficult? Do you have difficulty understanding new concepts? So those are all indications for working with um, peppermint flower essence. All right, friends, I am going to end the recording. I hope that this was informative and interesting for you. I hope that it has invigorated or reinvigorated a relationship to peppermint for you. And I hope that you each get to try a little bit of peppermint in some shape or form sometime soon. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, I'm wishing you a beautiful rest of the month. And yeah, signing off.